Hey, thanks for listening to the Blended Podcast. I'm Megan. I have a 16-year-old daughter named Tana from my previous marriage who is with us full-time. And in 2018, I married my husband, Chris. His daughter, Lena, is nine from his previous marriage. And I'm Derek, and I have Zeke, who's 11, Kingston, who's nine from a previous marriage, and married Jesse in 2018, and she didn't have any kids, but now we have one on the way. So walk with us as we share our crazy blended lives. Hey guys, thanks for joining us for another blended podcast. And this one is, let's just call it our halftime edition. Because sometimes you have to go in at halftime during a game and make a few adjustments, change a few plans, run a few different plays. So the outcome at the end of the game is what you want it to be. And uh, for blended families, that's talking about what you started out with, how you started mm-hmm. out doing things, maybe isn't always the way you end up doing them in the end. I think it's important to also keep in mind that kids at different ages and girls and boys tend to adjust differently to a blended family. And, you know, we might need to adjust the way we deal with these girls and boys and kids as they age out of each of these categories. I know for a lot of us, you know, when we start, you know, for instance, my daughter, when I got married, was, what, 15, you know? And so it's a little bit different than dealing with a 17-year-old, just like, you know, Lena was 8 and now she's 10. So, of course, I, I only have a perspective for girls and Prior to Willow, you only had perspective for boys at different ages. Right. And so mine were eight and six. So totally different age brackets, even in that point. And now they're still in different age brackets because I've got one that's a preteen and one that's still in elementary school. So how you deal, how you help them cope is completely different and it will only continue. And then here we got Willow, who's, you know, eight years younger than her oldest or youngest brother and Mm -hmm. so it's gonna be totally different for her to even adjust and how she adjusts of being in a blended family with two brothers who don't live with her all the time that's right so we will start with the younger kids so that would be kids who are 10 years old and younger they they're just gonna adjust more easily because they thrive on like family relationships i think you know when you're under 10 and that's kind of you know where we are with lena like she likes being around her family you know what i mean most kids that are that age they they kind of go with the flow it's all they know their parents do most everything for them as far as cooking and cleaning and purchasing of clothes so they're just more apt to thrive in that family environment so you know just learning to get along and and they're going to be more accepting of the new parent You know what I mean? So I think if you're going into this and your kids are 10 and under, then you're right in that perfect spot to really start to build that relationship in a blended family. But what you also have to know during that time, as accepting as they will be, they're going to probably compete for some time. They are going to be more competitive in the sense of they want daddy-daughter time, daddy-son time, mom-son time, mom-daughter time. They want to have time. And if you've got multiple kids, they want time with just you and not their siblings as well. And with that, 
you have to realize 10 and under, they have more needs that need to be met on a daily basis. That could be time, that could be clothing, that could be emotional, that could be physical, which is like food or uh, making them sure they brush their teeth. There's a lot more attention you have to pay to them at 10 and under. Yeah, I know that was definitely something that we had to be very much aware of was, you know, Lena wanting more time with her dad, which is understandable because prior to me, it was just her and him. Right. You know, at the time she was eight and then nine and 10, she still fits into this bracket. So just knowing, you know, as the adult that, you know, I have to step back and let them have their time. You know, Sundays are our transition day and, and it, it. It's something we've learned over yep. the years that, you know, I just have to step back on Sundays. You know, she needs that time. She's missing her mom. She's used to, you know, the last few days being with her mom. So she's just really, you know, hungry, starving for that, her dad and that attention yep. from him. So I, as the parent, have to, you know, realize, like, I don't want her to have to compete for that. Right. So, you know, with me. So just learning to step back and letting them have that time. And and for us, I noticed that, yes, they competed for my time, but they also competed for Jesse's time. They would yeah. fight over who got to ride with her in a car alone and have talks with her. And so you've got to be you've got to be open that it might not just be the biological parent that they're competing for time with. It mm-hmm. might be the bonus parent as well. And so you can't take that for granted, and you got to help them meet that need as well. And so as we move on up the list, you mm-hmm. go from children ages 10 to 14, what I like to call that preteen uh, era, where yeah. they start to stink and they, they start to get attitudes <laughs> and uh, all that That's good stuff. That's right. This is probably the most difficult time to adjust to a new family, to a step family, to a blended family. And, you know, we didn't have one per se in this. My daughter was just outside of this and Lena was just under this. But I do know from experience with friends who went through divorces with their parents at this age, how difficult it was. It's just it's a a time of so much change. Like Derek said, you know, kids going through puberty and, you know, going through these changes physically and mentally and emotionally aside from, Hey, now my parents are no longer married. And now my mom or my dad is now with this other person. I don't know. And they're in my house. So just learning that they need more time to bond before accepting a new person. And the biggest one is like, as the parent, you need to be the main disciplinary yep. in these situations. I can guarantee a hundred percent that your ten to fourteen year old is not going to take kindly to a step parent uh, disciplining them. It's no. it's going to be hard enough with you disciplining them as their parent in this age. So definitely, just remember, like if there's some kind of you know, punishment that needs to be handed down. Let the biological parent do that during this stage. Absolutely. And I think also with that is like, you can't force that relationship. Like with the younger kids, you can kind of put them in time together and almost kind of force that relationship to bloom and blossom and become Mm -hmm. what it's going to be. But you get in this 10 to 14 age range and you start forcing things. Listen, they're already being forced to go through body changes. They're already forced to be uh, becoming more grown up and expected to not really be a kid anymore and kind of have a new way of being. And so if you start forcing relationships on them, 
they're automatically going to rebel whether they like the person or not. It's just in their nature at that point to push back, to push away. And so do not force it. Because even if they're not demonstrating that they care and they like the person that is now being introduced to them, they probably do or will. They just aren't open to expressing those feelings at that age. They have so many feelings going on. They have so many changes going on. That's like the last place that they have control over what feelings that they want to share. And so... And they're going to be even more sensitive than probably younger kids when it comes to needing extra love, needing extra support, and then back to the discipline thing. And, you know, just needing attention at times you yep. know i think we we were quick to think it's just the littler kids you know and i can say i'm guilty of that you know my daughter was older and i can remember several times when she would say to me will you always side with lena on everything you know if there's an argument or a disagreement like i feel like you always take her side and yep. you know i was quick to say well it's because she's younger you're older you should know better but also you know i had to realize like i need to take time to support her and her feelings and love her and give her the attention she needed absolutely and so as that rounds out that age bracket then we start looking at the teenagers it's 15 and over and Meg, we're in the over category still. Mm-hmm. You know, we we kind of are in this as well. Like, you yeah. know, uh, your dad remarried, my dad's dating, and it's kind of like, okay, this is I get these things. These things make sense. Um, you know, the fifteen and older may have less involvement in step family life. Well, because they're already pretty cemented in relationships, in uh, activities, in life, and friend groups, and family groups. They've They've lived a pretty decent amount of time and are, are probably pretty set in what they already have. So it doesn't right. mean they don't want it. It just means they might not go out of the way to make the time that you think they should make for it. Um, they might. Pref- I know. Go ahead. I was just going to say, I know one for for me that I made the mistake of, you know, my daughter being 15 and older, it's. At times she's in her room, she's off to herself. So, uh, you know, as her mom, I'm like, I want to respect that. You know, if she wants to be in there, I kind of want to leave her alone, let her do her own thing, be in there if she needs that time. But I, I think I forget sometimes that just because, you know, she's not open to being out there and expressing, you know, her love for each of us and all of this, that she still needs and wants to feel those things. She wants to feel like she's valued in the family. She yep. wants to feel like she's important. She wants to feel loved and secure. So you know, that's that's a place I've kind of dropped the ball sometimes because I'm like, I think I'm respecting her by letting her just kind of be alone in her room and not reaching out as much as maybe I should have, you know, as her mom going in and saying like, you know, you don't have to fully be involved out here but you know come sit on the couch with us for a little while or watch a show with us you know and kind of like pulling her back making her feel important as well oh absolutely um also they may not be open to expressing their affection or Mm. things like that like you know as you get older it's it's even to the point where like you know Go give love turns into like <laughs> hugging the people that you're comfortable hugging people. You know what right, I mean? Like, yeah. especially for like a guy, like when they said, hey, go give love, you know, 
I'll probably go hug grandma and grandpa, but I might not walk around the room and hug all the uncles. You know what I mean? It's just it's a it's a guy thing. Right. But we look at that as like, oh, they're not expressing their infection. They never hugged me. You know, as a dad of uh, a preteen, that's already starting to happen. You know, like, mm-hmm. and I'm like, oh, I miss yeah. the days, you know, of like <laughs> you being excited I was here and run up and hug me. And I, and I get it, but you and I have to be sensitive to that. You can't force it. You can't read into it that it's something negative it's just as we get older and we have more say over the affection or emotions that we share we do what we're comfortable with and that's what we should be expected to do and nothing more that's right and that's exactly you know we make a joke out of it sometimes you know and poke fun you know my daughter doesn't she's not a big hugger you know she she'll hug me that's about it uh but you know my husband will say, you know, well, I love you. And she won't say, I love you back, you know, or she'll say, okay, bye, you know, and then like we laugh or, or she'll ask for money or something. And he'll say, well, if you give me a hug, you know, I'll let you, <laughs> you know, and she's like, never mind. I don't want it, you know, <laughs> but of course we don't force that. But, you know, we do tend to make a joke of it from time to time. But also just knowing, like, you know, not letting that hurt your feelings. Like it, it's going to take her a little bit longer, you know, before she comes around and is comfortable you know interacting in that way oh absolutely and it's funny though like i feel like the boys hug jesse and show affection way more to her unprovoked where i'll be like come give me a hug i haven't hugged me in all week you know like that and jokingly but with her it's like they come in the house they hug her like they go to get ready like it's even to the point now like they go to tell everybody good night i'm like hey tell everybody good night it's time to go to bed and they'll go give her and the baby a hug and then just like, not dad, and walk right past me. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, man. But it's easy to get in my head in that moment and been like, was I a jerk today? Did I yell at him too much? Did I do right. this? Instead of just seeing like, you were, you know, you were a teenage little dude once. Like, remember what that was like. Remember that feeling of like, well, maybe it's not cool to like give dad a hug or whatever, you know? And so just not taking it to heart. And so I think that's a big thing. As you look through all of the ages there, then you start looking at the the gender differences. I think, I think there they are major differences. I think guys, there are, but there are some similarities. You they know, are. like I think both boys and girls in blended families tend to prefer, you know, like verbal affection, yeah, like praises and compliments rather than the physical. You know yeah. what I mean? A lot of times, you know, I'd say that's where most people tend to like, you know, okay, yeah, tell me you're proud of me, you know, and things like that, but not ready to hug all the time. You know, right. it is new, you know, it is different. So I know both boys and girls tend to lean towards more of the verbal instead yeah. of the physical. And I think girls tend to be uncomfortable with physical displays of affection from their stepfathers. And I think, yeah, I mean, obviously, like... Tana's a prime example yeah. of that. And, I, and it's nothing personal. It's just... Of course. It's probably just awkward, you know, like... Right. And it, and it probably goes back to, and, and it's the, the stereotypes that we give, like, mama's boys, daddy's girls. Like, mm-hmm. I might not be comfortable with giving you affection because I don't want to hurt my dad. Like, if he right. would see us out at a sporting event and I go up and hug him, like, that's special. That's my dad. Like, right. I'm going to reserve that for him. Maybe he, I'm afraid he can't take it if I walk over and hug my, my bonus dad, too. Like, now that's right. probably not the case, but again. But it could be. They're adolescents. Mm-hmm. And they have the right to try to 
figure out some of these things because just as much as we've got to figure it out, they do too. That's right. And I think even boys are more likely to accept a stepfather, you know, than a girl is to accept a stepfather. But I think that kind of goes back to just like, you know, boys are comfortable with boys and you know what I mean? But like you said, you know, in your instance, the boys are are more comfortable with Jesse. Not that they're not comfortable with you, but I'm just saying like there's no breakdown there for them. And that probably goes back to them having a good relationship with their mother. Right. You know what I mean? And being close and affectionate with their mother. Right. So that's just a form, you know, that is acceptable for them in a way to show that they care for someone. Absolutely. And so it, you know, you break it down again, this isn't 100% the truth for every age bracket. You might get the anomalies in some of the age brackets that act a little older, act a little younger, maybe need a little different things. But, you know, we just kind of put this together, thought it was a good guideline of like, hey, this is what we've kind of seen. This is what we kind of know from our experiences. And hopefully that helps you kind of readjust. Again, halftime, you've made it this far. Maybe you're just starting and it's the, the playbook for the beginning of the game. Either way. We all can look at our relationships with our kids or our bonus kids or our, bon- our, our kids with their bonus parents and, and kind of help everybody in the situation understand age transitions, different roles for male and female, and how that all will play in really what it comes down to a lot of the time is how the kids show the bonus parents affection, how That's they right. accept them, and how we can help in either one of those ways whether it's just a you know the physical i love you and showing you that emotion or that they listen to them and accept them on even a disciplinary way where they say no you don't need to be doing that right now and they accept that and so well i think the ultimate goal is just establishing that trusting relationship and just knowing that that that's the ultimate goal is full trust from you know the kids to the parent the parent to the kids the you know the step parent to the kids and just once you develop that relationship of trust you know who knows where it could go absolutely and and it's the small details like i know the other day for us like getting ready for back to school uh kingston needed some paperwork filled out well that's a need for him and at his age he was probably excited that his bonus mom was filling it out because she's actively meeting a need that he had. Right. Now, if that would have been maybe a teenager or a preteen and she's filling it out, then wait a minute, you're not my mom. Why are you doing this? So right. in that case, even even with him, he was standing in the kitchen and I said, hey, Jesse, Kingston has a paper that he needs filled out. It would really help him and me if you could fill that out for us real quick. So. Yeah. Showing that, like, she's not trying to take over. She's just being a helper, a supporter, an encourager, meeting needs for him, making sure he has what he has, or making sure he has what he needs done, completed, so that he can be ready for school. You know, it's the small details like that that I think we gloss over or we don't think about. Right. You know, she would have just jumped in and did it, even if I hadn't asked in front of her. Or him. Yeah, but and it's just the opening the communication. Yeah. The lines of communication are open between you and the kids. The ki- there's no confusion as to why is Jesse filling this out. Yep. You know, yep. it's she's here to help. 
this is why she's doing this. Not like you said, not because she's trying to take the role of your mom, not because she's trying to take over, but uh, you know, we have included her in this. So it's just, it's good to keep that communication line open and be honest and transparent yep. with the kids. And so just the smallest details like that, that might be the stuff that your children need to be more accepting, more loving, more a part of the blended family. And again, we love to hear from you. If you have noticed things, listen, we've got kids that are still growing up and getting older, hitting different categories. Maybe they work for you. Maybe they didn't work for you. Would you head over to facebook.com backslash the blended podcast and write us a little note, jump in on a, on a, a quote card or somewhere and let us know what you've been working on, what you've seen work, what you saw didn't work because we want to walk this journey with you. Also, don't forget at any point, if you haven't liked or rated our podcast on the platform that you listen on, would you do us a huge favor? Would you give us a, a good star rating and write a little comment? Because that allows us to be seen by people who may be just searching for a good podcast to help them in their blended family. Thanks for listening to The Blended Podcast with Megan and Derek, a positive alternative radio production. If you enjoyed the show, please take a moment to subscribe and rate us wherever you get your podcasts. You can learn more at walkfm.org.